Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. All right, welcome inside the alumni room at Commonwealth Stadium. We are awaiting the beginning of, well, perhaps another chapter in this Edmonton Elks season. Well, perhaps there's been a mutual parting of ways between Edmonton Elks Chief Executive Officer Victor Kui and uh, and the team itself, as announced this morning. Kui hired uh, back on January 25th of 2022. Now, uh, just what are we about 18 months beyond that and and they decide that this relationship is one uh, that is no longer uh, mutually beneficial uh, of course the club's saying and you'll hear a lot more when we actually get uh, the chairman of the board that is uh, former player Tom Chambers up to the podium here momentarily but uh, he did release in a statement earlier we thank Victor for his work during his time with the club this was a, a difficult decision for everyone involved but uh, as a boards we believe it's in the best interests of all parties to move in a new direction so uh, from Quee's perspective he's saying he's made the difficult decision to step back from the club and focus on his family he says uh, despite the team's current records has full confidence that the positives we are starting to see on the field will lead to some success moving forward again not from Victor Quee a mutual parting of ways announced this morning with he and the Elks franchise so we're uh, just waiting here appreciate you tuning in on 6 30 chat it is uh, brendan escott uh, keeping the course at least until we get some live coverage and then we'll get you back to oilers now in about a half hour's time but obviously this is a pretty big story in our city right across the cfl no disguising it this team is 0 and 9 a change made to the offensive coordinator and in, in hopes to spur something uh, a little bit more positive around here and obviously at quarterback after uh, after nine weeks as well, Trey Ford getting uh, getting the helm and, and will be at the helm once again Thursday. That game coming up tomorrow in Hamilton. It's a 5.30 kickoff. We've got coverage starting at 4 o'clock. That's the countdown to kickoff show on 6.30, Chad. But, um, you know, it'll be obviously about uh, blocking out distractions this week for Edmonton, who should be pretty good at that by this point in the season you know the whole chopping wood mantra and and the one foot in front of the other and and um it's been a test of of perseverance i think for everybody within this organization and we're seeing maybe one of the ways in which uh, a change was needed off the field and in order to spur some more positivity that ultimately uh trickles out onto the field that would be the ideal situation here um and, and we're curious as well who the interim is going to be uh, it's, you know, I, I wonder what the approach to the rest of the season is going to be salvaging as much as you can with a one game at a time sort of approach. That seems to be the biggest mentality. Chris Jones speaking earlier doesn't really want to talk about this right now. He's two days away from a football game in, in the other part of uh, of our country here. So that's that's where their focus is. Jake Serezna sort of echoing that sentiment. But uh, Serezna did say that this, this caught him by surprise as well. So 
you know, certainly something that the players will additionally have to contend with. But as the dust settles from this type of thing, you hope that eventually the storylines are more about what's going on on the field and, and less what's going on off the field here. Again, we're going to hear from uh, the chairman of the board, Tom Chambers. He is uh, the board of directors uh, chair now and, and the first former player, by the way. Tom Chambers. Tom Richards, thank you. <laughs> Tom Richards, the chair of the Double D uh, Board of Directors, who's going to come in and make this uh, announcement. First former player uh, to uh, hold this position as well. So for a franchise that, you know, if, if you're asking me, I think has, has been struggling to find out what the culture of this new football you know, era is going to be, um, you know, maybe this is a step in the direction where they can, they can find something to build upon because obviously there's been nothing on fields to build upon. Not just this year this team has lost 13 consecutive games going back to last september uh, that ties a franchise record which goes back to the mid 1960s september of 1963 to september of 1964 so we're talking about historics here as we know and um, obviously again i say at the risk of repeating myself we're looking for today to help usher in uh, a new era as we look to do that we welcome evan dom to the podium Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Evan Dom. I'm the Director of Marketing and Communications for the Edmonton Elks. Uh, we appreciate you coming out today. In a couple of moments, the uh, Chair of the Edmonton Football Club Board of Directors, Tom Richards, will come up. He'll provide some brief remarks, and then he will take questions from the floor. Uh, we ask that you use uh, the microphone and uh, state your, your name and affiliation when you ask those questions. So, uh, Tom? Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you very much for coming today. Yesterday, the board of directors mutually agreed that Peter Kui would resign his position as president and CEO effective immediately. This was a culmination of ongoing discussions between the board and Victor, as well as the board internally, about the future of the club. As a board, we thank Victor for his contributions to the club and wish him all the best in his future endeavors. Today is a difficult day for everyone within the organization. And I want to stress that the outcome of the last several weeks was not taken lightly by anyone. I would like to personally thank Victor for his professionalism throughout the process as the board worked to find an outcome that was in the best interest of all parties. <coughs> Excuse me. In terms of the future, let me first address uh, the immediate management of the club. The board will not be naming an interim president and CEO today. However, the process to fill that interim position has commenced. We expect to have an interim president and CEO in place within the next two to three weeks. This individual will be a hire external to our current staff. In the interim, the club's senior management team will lead the club's day-to-day -day business operations, while Chris Jones will continue to oversee football operations. Until an interim president and CEO is named, I will be available to consult with the senior leadership team and provide guidance as needed. I will also rely on other members of the board for their expertise to help guide the club. It's important for me to emphasize that we have the utmost confidence in the senior management team here. 
they will carry on the key business of the club. Committed and talented group who are the engine of the businesses that are within the business that often go unnoticed. I look forward to working with them collaboratively in the coming weeks as we focus on a successful end of the 2023 season. In terms of a search to find a permanent president and CEO, that process will begin shortly. As a board, we understand the importance of finding the right person to lead our organization back to we understand the importance of leading the organization back to prominence is, is really, it's a must. We've got to get this team back on top again. We understand we will not rush the process. We will take the necessary time to commit to making sure we've got the right person in place by the end of the year to guide us towards a successful 2024. In closing, I'd like to emphasize that our club has faced unparalleled challenges over the last several years, whether it be a lost season in 2020, shortened season in 2021, our on-field difficulties. It's been a challenge, but a challenging period for everyone who loves the green and gold. As a proud member of a community-owned team, we've always relied on our fans to fuel us. We call on Edmonton to continue their support and join us for one-of-a-kind experiences that are available here at Commonwealth Stadium. We ask that you stick with us as we continue to work towards a return to our winning ways. Edmonton's team, this is Edmonton's team, and we are committed to making it, making it an organization that we can be proud of on and off the field. As, it's, as is the case with significant organizational change, today's news will result in many questions. I'll do my best to answer those questions, respecting the privacy of all those involved. We look forward to addressing the challenges facing the club. I'll take questions. Media. Was Victor offered a chance to resign in lieu of being fired? Well, lots of discussions happened, Dan. Uh, the board had discussions with Victor. board had deliberations. We then had more discussions with Victor, and both parties decided this is what we should do. So we had an agreement between the two parties that we're going to part ways. And was the motivation on behalf of the board because... The attendance is lagging. Is that the prime concern? Listen, as, as you'd expect, this decision was not an easy one. We considered a lot of different things that were happening with the team. It was important that we make a decision as a board for the long-term success of the club. Last one. Do you not feel, though, that the reason people are not attending is because the on-field product is bad? It's a challenge, Dan. It is. It's tough. But if you're going to any sports event and just hoping for a winning experience, then you know you're, you're going to be disappointed a lot. You know, we we view here as coming to a football game, celebrating with our community, our football team. 
win, lose, or draw, we're here to have a good time. And it makes it a whole lot easier if you win every game. But sports teams don't work like that. We still have to play the game. Tom Ryan, Rashad with TSN. When Victor arrived, part of the the goal was to try and reestablish a connection that maybe had been lost with fans, right? More engagement, making Commonwealth feel like you maybe it used to. What would you say about the job that he did in that regard? Was it enough? And I mean, obviously there were more factors that, that needed to change too on the field, but what would you say about that goal that was a stated goal of his when he got here? Yeah, I, I, listen, I, we appreciate all of the efforts that Victor gave and it's a club that we have to look about to the future and some of the things that he did work some of the things decisions that we made as a board didn't work we're all in this together going forward good things we'll keep other things well we'll reconsider there's nothing specific that i i can answer to that i it was a collective decision among a group of people on many issues yeah we would have loved to have the stadium full but the uh, you know the the wins aren't coming obviously there was a change at OC um, now there's a change at the president's position what, what would you say about you know the the future of Chris Jones as the guy primarily in charge of the on-field football scenario I think maybe a lot of fans are wondering uh, about that particular position because often that's where you see the change made when the results are what they are for sure in, in, in any sports organization if you're starting with losing half your games that's going to be put under the spotlight without, without a doubt Chris has faced some challenges this year with this young team for sure um, we're starting to see some of the pieces come together but they're not all together yet we came out what were we 22 nothing at the half kind of thing like okay maybe these guys have got to so there are great signs that, that things are improving on the field and that's what we're going to at the front office, that's what we're going to build around, is some positives that are happening on the field, talking about people, having them come out, supporting their community team. And that's what we need. You know, the biggest way we can support our team is to show up for a game. Bring your neighbor, bring your friends. From the board's perspective, what is the status of Chris Jones and his, and his future with the club? Uh, solid. I'd like to see him win some games, sure. But he knows he wants to win some games too. But right now, that, that's not a consideration. Tom, is, is that the fact that he's solid? Is that in part or entirely because of the operations cap in the CFL basically prohibits you from incurring more severance? It's it's a difficult limitation that all teams, all CFL teams, have to deal with. I think there are other teams in the league that are also looking at it. Like if we had a different rule in place, maybe they would make a change. But I've been fortunate enough to be able to talk with with Coach Jones and what some of the challenges are that he's dealing with. And again, remembering. It's a really young team, and maybe he should have made more changes last year. Who knows? To make it, to get all of the, all of the issues out of the way last year. I don't think anybody, including him, saw where we are today. But confidence remains in Chris Jones. To, to this is the better way for us, and in, in the future, right now, is to keep Chris Jones. Do you feel the club is in a better position? a year and a half ago did victor we leave the club in a better position or did you not make any progress in the last year 
I think with some areas in some of his new initiatives, they were great. They were positive. Uh, overall, though, we still have to be concerned with what's happening in the future and where we're going. And it, that started to drive our, our questions with him and led to our discussions with him and, and hence the decision that we've made today. Is that is that a way of saying that this team is in trouble financially? No. How, how large is the reserve fund at this point? It's on, so if you, it's on public record, but if you go in and look at the, the, the balances of the trust company, it's in, in excess of, of $10 million. So that's that's more than enough to pay our bills and, and get us through for sure. Like that's not, that's not a, it's not an issue for me right now, Dan. What is your forecast loss this year? Hate to speculate. If we start winning, it's a whole new, you know, stands get full. People come out. I'm not hiding it. We'd love to see you out. We're, we've got financial concerns. If you come out, that's the best way to support. And it can be a whole whole new ball game. So. Uh, Slot from Global Edmonton. So you mentioned that uh, obviously winning and losing plays a factor in the people attending. But what's gone wrong? Like what else can the organization do to get more people in the stands? Staff have got to focus on the game day experience. You know, come and have fun. It's always more fun if you win. But what else is going on at the stadium to to have your kids have fun and and adults as well? I mean, I've got a group of friends that we enjoy coming to the game. It's it's still a, a gathering experience. I'm proud that it's a community-owned team, and we're here to support our community. The easiest way is coming to a game. Um, I'll come to you next with Victor Kui, was it strictly what he did in terms of his job or were there any um, concerns with his behavior in terms of off the field, his conduct off the field? No, it, it's, it's, this is him doing his job. So right, so. Never, from the organization's perspective, there was never concern about his conduct? If, if there was anything that, it, it, that would be a personnel issue, which of course for every employee's respect, we would not talk about. So I think, I hope you understand that. Steven Sandler from Canadian Press. Outside of the football team itself, Victor was working to bring a lot of other events to Commonwealth Stadium, working with the city of Edmonton, working with Explore Edmonton on events like the snowboarding event uh, last December. Who kind of takes that over now, that mantle of making sure the stadium isn't just used eight times a year? Yeah, so it's a, it's a city-owned building, right? And we've got senior staff that are, are capable to pick up the baton that of any initiatives that got started. So I would fully expect that anything that's got some traction will we'll continue to pursue it. Tom, is there any chance that the interim president becomes the full-time president? I haven't said it. We haven't set a guideline saying no. If you're going to be an interim, you don't have any opportunity to be a permanent. We haven't set that down. The only thing we did on for the internal is just say it's not going to be somebody on the interim. Rather, it's not going to be an internal candidate because we need we need all the the senior management on hands on deck here. So. It looks like Tom, the captain, has abandoned ship. Fans have to be wondering why, why now, and what the heck is going on down there. Do they not deserve more specifics of a better answer than a mutual decision and a shrug? Jerry, I'm sorry I can't give any more specifics to that, and I, and I hope you respect that. It was not a, an easy decision by the board to, to come to this conclusion today, but we feel it's the right decision for the club going forward. And I appreciate that's not much of an answer, but 
we're not going to you know, talk into details of, of every little thing. So. I understand the position you're talking about. I'll follow up with the question, was hiring the committee mistake in the first place? I was on that committee, so it was it was an interesting call at the time. I don't think I haven't regretted it. it we, he was a new a new guy with new ideas and, and we look forward to something that was refreshing and new. The CFL as a whole had been kind of just doing what everyone else does, and it was pretty much doing the same thing over and over again. We saw that opportunity as, well, maybe there's a, another way of looking at things. Maybe there are better ways of doing it, brighter ideas. So we we hired them. There have been changes over the years of you know the coaching position, the management position, now the president's position. I wonder, Tom, respectfully as a board, the success hasn't been there. What mechanisms are in place for you as a board to kind of self-evaluate and say, we aren't getting the results as the ones caretaking and overseeing this? And what would your evaluation be of kind of the job the board's done and maybe changes it could possibly made in some of the ways you're doing things? Fair comment. Fair comment, Ryan. It's, the board is a group of volunteers. We're trying our best. We we do care about the team. We have had a structure in place for the board for a long, long time. It's meant to be a governance board. But if things are going wrong, then we need to tap into some of the board members' expertise to help out a little bit. We don't want to have to do that. We want to have the team in place on and off the field that we are governance and we have our nose in, fingers out. Over the last few years, we've had occasion where we've had to help out. We've had to get our fingers in. We would prefer not to. Again, we're a bunch of volunteers, passionate, but we're volunteers. There could be some consideration that, you know, we need to rethink it, but right now I've, I've got full confidence a and the senior management team and our group of directors have got such amazing backgrounds of expertise that I know together we're going to move the, the club forward. Um, has there been any consideration by the board pursuing potential private? No. At this time, I am 100% and we are 100% committed to community ownership. Full stop on that. Uh, as I mentioned before, the best way that we can support our community team is to come to a game, buy a ticket, buy another one. It's If we want to maintain our community ownership, then we as a community have got to, got to take some ownership and be a part of our our future. And it very much includes coming, coming to a game, buying a ticket. Can I go back to the operations captain for a sec? Do the salaries of Brock Sunderland and Jaime Elizondo come off the books after the season? I don't want to guess. I think so. I think we're we're very close on it. It's it's there's not much left, Dan. I just can't remember if there's one more little payment after. So I'd I'd have to get back to you on that. I apologize. Just in terms of uh, the timeline, so I make sure I have it right uh, for a replacement. Are you did you, you mentioned two to three weeks for for an interim? Yeah. So that's yeah. Just in terms of a full-time replacement, you're hoping it could be the end of the year. Okay. Yeah, and that'll be a more 
then it'll be a much broader search and a much more detailed search for that person. You say you're looking externally. Do you have a profile of why that's under construction, yeah. We don't we don't have that completed yet, but it's it's under construction. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm better at it this time. I I don't I don't know, but yeah. No, it wasn't that that at all. I I think we hired externally to help us with that. Uh, you know, you gotta you gotta know what you, what you can and can't do. So the last time, as I suspect this time, I know this time, uh, we will go external for help in finding our new our new president seal just to clarify the interim position that you're going to hire you're saying that will be a person that comes in externally yeah and then the permanent hire down the road could be internal external okay. yeah are, are the dividends announced in favor of the cfl's league-wide football ops cap we got to play well with our uh brother in the in the league uh i don't think at times i don't think People are happy. Sometimes they are happy with it. Sometimes they're not happy with it. I think you'd have to go back in the history of uh, why the, the the rule was created. And I think some teams were, were just get, getting a little bit silly on some of their spending. So it was an attempt to, just just like a player cap, it was an attempt to well, slow down here. Um, it, you know, different, different structures are governed a little bit differently from an internal standpoint. So we needed to have a a rule for everybody to follow and i do think it was a wise decision you know the unintended consequences are if you have personnel turnover too quickly it's a problem and we're is it not hard enough to dig out of a, a hole get yourself pointed back in the right direction as it is without it's and that's the consequence of the rule is, is for this potential outcome do you see this football ops cap remaining in place for the immediate future, yeah, I do. I, I don't see that. That, and would that be fair if all of a sudden one one team has some trouble for a couple of years in a row that they make an exception? Does it not impact the league in a negative way? For sure. Anytime, anytime something happens with any team in the league, we need to make sure everybody's strong. If one of them falters, we all falter. And the, the league has been great with sharing information back and forth within teams, within management, within, within governor's meetings. We've been great at sharing stuff. Because I need, I need you guys, my, my other teams, to be as strong as, as can be. How concerned is the league when they see the attendance? Oh, I don't think anybody's blind. I mean, we all, we all, you know, we can all see what's happening. So everybody's concerned. Is, um, you know, we would be concerned if all of a sudden nobody's showing up to Toronto or Montreal or wherever. We'd all be concerned. So, I, I, again, we're we're all in this together. So, any further questions? Thank you. Okay, thank you very much, everyone. Appreciate your time today. All right, that is the uh, chairman of the Double E Board of Directors, Tom Richards, filling you in on the uh, mutual parting of ways between the Edmonton Elks and uh, now outgoing uh, President and CEO Victor Kui. That is effective immediately. So hired on January 25th of 2022. The tenure ends August 15th of 2023. Uh, lots more to break down here coming
coming up on 6.30, Chad. Throughout the rest of the day, you're going to have me in the uh, driver's seat of Inside Sports tonight. Going to endeavor to have Tom Chamber, or, uh, Tom uh, Richards. I don't know why I keep making that mistake. Tom Richards. Uh, endeavoring to have him on the show. We'll get uh, some insight from our broadcast team here at 6.30, Chad, as well. And, of course, lots of time for your reaction. The 0-9 Edmonton Elks making yet another change here inside uh, short order. So we'll do this. We'll send it back to Bob and the Oilers Now team, but not before a global news weather traffic update.